everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the Fuel Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. We want to thank all of you that give generously to this ministry. It's because of your giving that this ministry is possible. To give, you can visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Um, how many have never fasted before in your life? You never, for spiritual reasons. I know we do sometimes for medical reasons if we're having a surgery or something like that. But raise your hand if you've never fasted. Nothing to be ashamed of. There's a lot of new people. Yeah. A lot of new people to this church and to the faith. Well, today, I just want to give you some basics of what fasting is. And uh, we, we call this season a season of prayer and fasting. Today, I'm going to talk more about the fasting part. And then first Thursday, this Thursday, you don't want to miss the first Thursday, do you? First Thursday of a new year, you got to be here. I'm going to be talking about what is prayer and how do I pray? What is prayer and how do I pray? How can I pray? How many want to know the answers? Show up Thursday, 7 o'clock. We're going to have some awesome worship, and then we're going to get into the word. But since the beginning of Fuel Church, we have collectively set aside 21 days. Someone say 21. 21 21 days uh, to seek God at the start of the new year. And we do this always in January, the first couple weeks. And we collectively join as a church and go through this 21 days of prayer and fasting. I'm going to get more into the details in a moment on that. But um, the goal of prayer and fasting is this, to draw nearer to God. To draw nearer to God. Now, biblical fasting is defined as this, eliminating distractions, especially food, for a spiritual purpose. Now, someone just got off the train right there. Because you eat three meals and at least three snacks in between. And all of us have done a lot of that. You know, we were champions in that in December, right? Like, how many had the trophy? Like, uh, I overate. Come on now. I overwatched. Uh, how many binge-watched a little bit, you know? And uh, so we've done a lot of things to feed our flesh in this season. And so uh, fasting, what it does, it hits the reset button of our spirit and renews us from the inside out. Okay. And I believe that when you give God your first through prayer and fasting at the beginning of the year, you set the course for the whole year. You set the course for the whole year. It's really the tithe principle. Someone say tithe. What is tithe? God says, I want 10%. 10% of your finances, right? The first 10%, God said, bring it to my house and I'll bless the 90%. The tithe principle is found throughout the Old and New Testament. God wants to be first in our life. What's today? Sunday, the first day of the week. God said, dedicate the first day to me. What, what do we see recorded throughout the Bible? Men and women who said, early in the morning I will seek you. God, I'm going to give you that first part of the day, right? I know for me, if I don't take that moment to pray and, and get in his word at the first part of the day, my day's going to go, and how many know I'm not going to get to it? You know, some of you are more disciplined than me, but pray for me. I got to do it at the first part of the day. And so really this 21 days is saying, God, we're consecrating this first part of the year. We came out of 2020. That's enough to shout and dance like we're Pentecostal. Just say it. Like running around. Yeah, it's enough to say we made it, right? Now, God, we're going to give you 2021, right? Because we're believing, Lord, it's going to be better than 2020. Do I have any faith in here to believe 2021 is going to be better? So 
We're giving that to God and we're saying, God, here is the tide to this year. We're giving you those three weeks. We're putting aside our flesh. We're putting aside our soul and we're focusing on the spirit part of us, okay? Um, You know, New Year, you hear the infomercials. I mean, they're on the new exercise equipment, the new diets, right? You know, you hear all this stuff. New Year, new you, right? And we plan to get physically fit. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's good. I think I'll go back to the gym. Haven't been there for about 12 months and uh, return there. I seen they had donuts in the Dream Team Lounge. I started lusting when I was walking by. But um, first of all, let me just state this. I do not like fasting, um, but I love fasting because it does something to me. And I've been fasting for over 20 years, and I can go back, church, to those moments and say, that's where God spoke to me. That's where I was faced with a major, major decision, and wisdom showed up and led me. That's where I experienced God's presence. And every year, we lead you on a fast, and many of you are a part of that. Some of you have never jumped in yet because you just think you can't do it, but you can do more than you think. Okay? And so I don't expect a lot of shouts today. So I'm going to imagine in your mind, you're like, man, this is really good. Man, pastor's on fire. First Sunday of the year, he's on fire. He's telling us not to eat for 21 days. (laughs) That's not what I'm telling you. Hang on, stay with me, okay? But we make all these plans to get physically fit, right? We we go to the gym, we get the t-shirt, right? And we never show up. We make plans to get financially fit. In the new year, and so we're seeing all that, relationally fit, mentally fit. But what about spiritually fit? It's like we forget about that part of us, spiritually. And uh, let me just newsflash, just because the calendar changed doesn't mean you change. Ah, new year, new me. Not really. You still got a bad attitude in 2021 and we're only three days in. And so people have this idea, new year, and it's a new me. It's only a new you if you change. You can't expect change if you don't change some things, if you don't make some decisions about your life, right? I can say I'm going to get physically fit all I want, but if I do not crack the door of that gym, if I do not put down the donuts and pizza, y'all, I'm going to be, you know what I mean? It's not going to work. So we have to do something. Someone say, do something. And they say it takes 21 days to make or break a habit. Psychologists say it takes 21 days to make or or break a habit. How many got some habits you want to break? And how many got some habits you want to make this new year? Okay. So the best way to describe why we do this 21 days of prayer and fasting is this. It's the need for there to be a disconnect. Someone say disconnect from some worldly or fleshly things, right? And they connect to some godly things. Fasting is like spring cleaning. It's like getting all the clutter out. How many like spring cleaning? You love when it comes to spring. You love cleaning, right? Fasting is like unclogging the pipes. It's the spiritual roto-rooter. Stay with me. I'm gonna bring it down to everyone's level today. Fasting is like hitting the reset button. You know, I could hit the reset button and this phone would go back to its original settings, right? That's what fasting is. It's taking you back to your original settings. We see fasting throughout the Old and New Testament. This is a biblical thing. And by the way, almost every uh, 
religion has some sort of fasting. Not all do it to a living God. The Muslims fast, right? Right? So almost all major religion have fasting involved in it. Um, but we see in the, in the Bible, the disciples fasted for freedom from addiction to sin. The disciples, Jesus, a small group, they fasted. They had some sin in their life. They wanted to get rid of them. The Ezra in the Bible fasted uh, for help with financial troubles. Got some financial troubles. Elijah fasted for freedom from depression and emotional healing. Paul, he fasted when faced with a major life decision he had to make. Moses fasted before receiving the Ten Commandments. Daniel fasted in order to receive guidance from God. The first church in the book of Acts fasted during a decision time. And Jesus, the one that we follow, the reason you're here today is because of Jesus. He fasted for 40 days. Aren't you glad your pastor didn't say 40 days? I'm going to get you laughing a little bit today. 40 days during his victory over temptation. Notice in that 40 days he was tempted three times by the devil. You will be tempted. You will have dreams of pepperonis chasing you in your dream at night. You will be in that movie. Come on now. You will have visions of buffets. Come on now. It will happen. If Jesus was tempted, you and I will be tempted. Okay, James 4, 7, and 8. Let's get to the scriptures. So humble yourself before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. God said, hey, I, I want to be first in your life. I've, I've always wanted to be first in your life. And, and your loyalty, it's been divided. It's been divided between the world and me, and I want to be first. Matthew 5, 6 says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst, for God will fill them. Now, one thing we need to understand about God is God is triune. He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And that's hard for our brain to wrap around, but this, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you if you have confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit lives inside you. These, the are, these are three in one. And we are triune. Did you know that? We are a spirit. We are a spirit. We have a soul that lives in a body. Someone say, I am a spirit. I have a soul, and I live in this body. One more time, get it. I am a spirit. I have a soul that lives in this body. One day your body will turn to the dust of the earth, but your spirit will live forever. You will live forever. Somewhere. <laughs> what is our goal? To make heaven a bigger place here. To point you to heaven, to point you to Jesus, because this flesh will fade. But your spirit man will live forever. So we are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. Can I tell you all three, the body, the soul, and the spirit, all three want to run our lives? Huh? Come on now. I, I know I let the body run my, my life for the last couple weeks. I didn't get seconds on dessert. I got thirds and fourths. Come on, somebody. It was, it was Christmas time. I, I overate. I admit it. I'll, I'll admit it for you because you, you, you're lying up in the church today. <laughs> you gained at least 15 pounds. Anyway, let's get back to the scriptures. 
All three want to run our life. So the body, what does the body do? It connects us to ourself. The body connects us to ourself. It wants to be fed. Most of the time we overfeed it, right? It feeds on the carnal, the fleshly appetite. That's where we get the lust and greed and selfishness, right? This body is not saved. It wants to do crazy stuff. It wants to do crazy. That's why the Bible says you got to put it under subjection. You got to renew your mind, renew your thought life, right? By the way, we're going into a new series next Sunday called Mind Monsters. I can't wait. Mind Monster. We're going to talk all about the power of the mind and how we can control our thought life. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. The body connects us to ourselves. The soul, let's talk about the soul. The soul connects us to others, right? It thrives on attentions, affirmation, friendships. That's where we get our soul ties. That's where our thoughts and emotions, that's where we find anxiety, sadness, joy, depression, okay? And then the spirit, the spirit, watch this, connects us to God. The spirit connects us to God. When you make a decision, you invite Jesus into your life. Only you can do that. I can't do that for you. Your your spouse can't do that for you. When you call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says you are now saved. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead comes and dwells in you. Well, I can't see that. Well, I can't see that. But you hear that voice when you want to do something that you know you shouldn't do. That's the Holy Spirit. Many times we don't give our spirit man the attention. We think, I went to church on Sunday, I fed my spirit man. Let me ask you, would you eat one meal a week? Let me ask you, would you have one thought a week? No, you wouldn't. Then why do you think you can only feed your spirit man for a 60-minute period on a Sunday, once a week? You will be spiritually dry. You would be spiritually anemic. Okay? And that's what many Christians are right now. And so this is a great time to reset your spirit man, right? It's a great time to focus on it. Because all three want, of our atten- want our attention and all three want to be fed. The body, the soul, and the spirit, all three are fighting against each other. Prayer and fasting will silence their voices. Okay? Now listen, fasting disconnects us from the body and soul, and prayer connects us to hear God more clear. Fasting disconnects us from the body and the soul. Prayer connects us to hear God more clear. The body and soul need to be there, just not in charge. Most of the time they're in charge. And the fight will always be who's in charge. Prayer, though, connects us to hear God more clear. God never left. God never left. Uh, Stop talking. We just stopped listening. We just fed our body and our soul so much that we could not hear our spirit man saying, hey, I'm still here. That's why when you come into a worship experience and the worship's going and all of a sudden, boom, you feel it. You know what I'm talking about. That's your spirit man crying out, feed me. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. Are you with me today? Just breaking it down at a level everyone can understand whether you're new to the church or you've been serving God for many years. So, you know, people say, I feel like God is is distant from me. Well, when we disconnect to the source, we no longer have the supply. Did you hear that? 
we disconnect from the source. We no longer have the supply. How can one person be in a worship experience, tears flowing down their face, hands lifted up, and experiencing the presence of God, and someone else is just standing here like this? You've disconnected from the source. The supply is no longer coming to your life. Hmm? Jesus wants more than 60 minutes on a Sunday. Are you with me? Can you hang on for 13 more minutes? So the idea is this, watch, that we're sacrificing things like food and, you know, TV and social media, electronics, whatever it is, for something we desperately long for, and that's drawing closer to God and experiencing a fresh encounter of his presence. That's what you long for, whether you know it or not. Your spirit longs for God's presence. That's why you come here. That's why when you, you, you pray, some, some of you, when you pray, you feel the presence of God. That's what we long for. So it's our tradition here at Fuel Church to take the first couple weeks of a new year and drown out those other voices in a season of prayer and fasting. So for 21 days from January 11th through the 31st, starting next Monday. So you got a week to pick out. Praise God. You got a week to pray about it. You got a week to ask questions. And I'll let you know on our website is a plethora, I like that word, of information. Makes me sound smart. Um, there's a lot of information, scriptures and different types of fasts. I'm going to talk about a few of them, but there's a whole lot more information. And then your best friend is Google. Google can answer a lot of questions too about biblical fasting, Okay. And so during this season, we started this last year, we do nights of prayer and worship, and uh, man, it was awesome last year. How many were a part of our worship and prayer nights? Just, it just takes it to another level. You know, we're all seeking God during this season, and our worship team leads us into the presence of God. It's just a, a powerful moment. So we'll do those three, three different worship uh, nights um, during those three weeks, two in Kokomo, one in Westfield. So I encourage you to come out one hour long and uh, to be a part of those uh, worship nights. I know this, that I need this moment and I look forward to it. I hate it, but I love it because it changes me, right? So before I give you a few keys to a successful fast, I'm gonna let you know what fasting is not what fasting is not. Are you ready? Here's what fasting is not. Fasting is not to get God's approval, forgiveness, or love. You already got that. It's not by works that any man should boast, but it is by the grace of God. You are loved no matter what you do. No matter if you never step foot in God's house for the rest of your life, you cannot alter or change the love of God. If you have put your faith in him, if you have confessed your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you. You are forgiven. So we're not fasting to get God's approval. You are his child. You are his masterpiece, the Bible says. You are his one and only. If it was only you, he was, it was worth dying for, okay? So it's not to get God's approval. Fasting is not. Fasting is not a diet. Although you will lose weight. <laughs> but that's not the purpose why we do it. We don't do it to lose weight, but you, you're, you're, there will be some inches coming off your waist, if, if you, especially if you do a complete fast. And so it's not a diet. Um, 
Fasting is not something you tell everyone about and you're going around the job, hey, I'm fasting, I'm fasting. It's not that. It's something personal between you and God. Now, there are some few people that you do need to tell, and, and, and some of you are new at this, and so you're asking questions, and you're, you're seeking advice, and, and, and you know, I'm all for that. But it's not a competition. That's not why we do it. We don't do it to outdo somebody else. Hey, I'm doing this. Oh, you're doing that. Oh, I'm better than you. That's not why we do it. That's wrong motives. Fasting is not doing the least just to say you did it. Basically, fasting is not saying, I'm going to eat burgers, but with no cheese. <laughs> I'm fasting cheese on my burgers. Come on now. There has to be a level of sacrifice. There has to be a level of you're denying your body and your soul what you give it almost every time it asks for it. Not a popular message, but sure is true. Fasting is not to get material things. That's not it. Fasting is not to get material things. So let's look at a few keys to a successful fast. Number one, we need to set our prayer objectives. We need to set our prayer objectives. What do you believe in God to do? What do you want from this season? Now, James 4, 2, and 3 says this. You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with what? Wrong Wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasure. So we have to have the right motives, right, on why we're fasting. So we're not fasting to say, God, I'm just believing for that new Tesla in my life. That new sports car, God, I'm believing you're going to give me that. God, I'm believing you will give me the numbers to the Powerball lottery so I can hit it. We're not fasting for that, but if you win, come see your pastor. We almost to our heart for the house goal, but not quite. I'll be sharing next week on our total. We're almost there, by the way. God is good. A hundred grand. We're almost there. We got to have the right motives. Well, God, I'm just believing you'll give me that gorgeous blonde at work. You're married. What are you talking about? So, well, we have prayer for you later, brother. I'm glad you're laughing because I, I was hoping to get you laughing today. This is a pretty thick message for the first of the year. Those of you for all our guests, like, what is he? Is this some kind of cult? They're asking us not to eat? What is this? Are they going to ask us to sacrifice our children? And some of you are like, here, take mine. (laughs) No, we're not a cult. This is all in the Bible, trust me. Um, It's all there. It's all there. Uh, I'm running out of time, and you guys are making me laugh, but... um, So our motives need to be spiritually driven, not selfishly driven. December was all about the external, right? It really was. And that's that's fine in an extent. Not that that's bad. It can turn into bad. But now we need to refocus on the eternal, the eternal. We need to focus on our spirit. So a few prayer objectives real quick. We could, you know, jot down, God, I'm declaring my dependence on you this year. I'm no longer going to be dependent on other people. I'm not going to be dependent on, on, on myself. I'm going to depend on you. I want to depend on you. 
Uh, God, I want to invite your presence into my life, into my marriage, into my family. God, I I need some uh, wisdom on decisions. You got some big decisions to make this year? I know I do. It's a great thing to write down. Maybe you're believing for specific needs, maybe for your family or deliverance or guidance or healing, or maybe you got lost family and friends that you're believing will come into the kingdom this year. Those are some spiritual things that we can put down. Maybe it's to break addictions and strongholds. Isaiah said in his book that this is the fast that I've chosen for you to break the bands of wickedness, that when we fast, those chains can be broken over our lives. Sometimes we don't even realize it, that we allow those chains of bondage and addiction and, and, and uh, uh, lifelong habits to have a stronghold in our life. Fasting can break those things. Amen? All right. So set your prayer objectives. Write it down. What do you believe in God for in this year? Number two, decide what type of fast you will do. Decide what type of fast you will do. Now look at this scripture. And this is Jesus speaking, and we know it because in the Bible, the words are in red. I went to Bible college and got a degree to tell you that. (laughs) When you give up eating, this is Jesus. Another translation says, when you fast, when you give up eating. It's almost like Jesus was like, hey, this is a part of the Christian life. I ask you to forgive. I ask you to love your neighbor. I ask you to turn the other cheek. I ask you to serve in my house. I ask you to give financially to my house, and I ask you to fast. Who wants to be on Team Jesus? (laughs) Yes, we love it, Jesus. When you give up eating, don't put on a sad face like the hypocrites. They make their faces look sad to show people they are giving up eating. They boast about it is what he's saying. I tell you the truth, those hypocrites already have their full reward. So when you give up eating, comb your hair and wash your face. Teenagers, we're not fasting, taking a shower. Right there, Jesus said it. Comb your hair. Take the shower, okay? Smell good. Then people will not know that you are giving up eating, but your father, whom you cannot see, will see, and your father sees what's done in what? And what will he do? He rewards you. Your reward is from him. Your reward is from him. Amen? So, different types of fast. Different types. And this is just a few that we find in the Bible. And it's the few most common ones that people at Fuel Church do. The first one is a complete fast, and that's just water and juice. That's no food. Lord have mercy. If you've never done a complete fast, start slow. Don't say you're going 21 days with no food and you've never fasted. You won't make it. I'm just being honest. The second type is a very common fast that I believe most people can do. If there isn't health issues, and we'll talk about that in a moment, it's called the Daniel fast. And we see in the Bible, there's a character named Daniel, and he went on a 21-day fast, and he only ate fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables. Then there's a partial fast, and that's sun up to sundown. You're not eating. And then you eat when the sun goes down. And then there are things like soul fast, like we're going we're gonna to fast... You know, social media and TV and all the Netflix and video games to drown out those competing voices. Um, it really does you no good to start a fast and then just binge watch movies for 21 days because you want to replace that time you would be eating, replace that time you would be watching movies, replace the time you're doing thumb aerobics. 
Some of your, your thumbs are your strongest muscle on you because you're just on here for hours. Some of you could use a fast from social media because your life would be a whole lot clearer. You would have more peace. Oh, man. It's like a vacation being off social media. I love it. It, it, it really is. So you should try it. You should try it for 21 days and watch what God will do in your life. Maybe you need to fast the news. <laughs> we could all fast that, right? Whatever it is, just make sure you're denying your flesh. I'm not telling you what to do. Neither is any leader at this church. But I'm just telling you, do something. I'm challenging you, rather, to do something because I want to see you grow spiritually, right? The amens are getting fewer. Number three, I'm out, almost out of time. Number three, the key is to put to death the flesh. You, our flesh screams, doesn't it? Our flesh wants its way, it's loud, and uh, it wants to have what it wants. And Romans 8, 13 says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. I think we all, someone say all. I think we all have some fleshly tendencies that we could put to rest this year, including me. We have some fleshly things, some things we've left unchecked in our lives, left unchecked maybe in our marriages, left unchecked as a father, as a mother, some things we've left unchecked that are now strongholds, that are now uh, chained up, have us chained up, not able to worship God freely, not able to walk out this Christian walk that we're called to. I think we all have some things. Fasting is simply denying that flesh. Your flesh, my flesh, it's going to scream. It hates it. It hates it. It's, it's not going to be like, man, this is great. No, it's going to scream. You're going to have headaches. You're going to have all kinds of stuff. And it's going to tell you, hey, this isn't working. Hey God's, not, hey, God's not involved in this. Hey, you might as well give this up. All those things are going to happen. All those things are going to happen. You're going to feel like you're dying, some of you. You're not dying. You're just denying your flesh what it wants. And some of you have never done that in your entire life. We've given it everything it ever wanted. So flat fasting denies the flesh. And what we're going to do, we're going to replace the time we would be doing those things with spiritual things. Word, worship, podcast, devotionals, prayer. We're going to turn off the TV. We're going to have a moment where we're seeking God with our families. And the purpose isn't just to do as little as you can to say you did something. There's no reason to even do it if that's your mindset. The purpose is, God, I want more of you this year. Does, does anybody want more of God's presence in your life? I mean, that's what it is. That's what it is. And so that's the whole purpose. And so um, number four, expect results. Expect results. Expect God to show up in your life. I'm telling you, the first worship night, it'll feel like heaven is touching us. It'll feel like heaven is coming if you... Do your best to get out for those worship and prayer nights because collectively when we come together, there's nothing like it, especially that first Thursday of our worship night. It's just something about it because your spirit now is in tune and you know, you're worshiping and you're with other believers who are uh, fasting as well and just something supernatural happens. So expect results, expect God to move in your life, expect him to change you from the inside. You got some bad attitudes, come on now. Oh, am I talking to your spouse? You got some bad thoughts coming in. Come on. You got some insecurities in your life. 
You got some insecurities that you say 2021, they need to leave. This is it. You got some addictions, you keep going back. Like the Bible says, you're like a dog returning to its vomit. You keep going back, you keep going back, you keep going back. Let's break that thing in 2021. Come on, you addicted to alcohol? Are you addicted to pills? Are you addicted to heroin? Are you addicted to meth? Let's break that thing. You're in the right church. You're in the right church. You're not in the wrong church. You're in the right church. I don't know about you, but in these days that we live in, I want to get closer to God more than ever. And if I'm going to get close to God, I got to deny my flesh what it wants. I got to take a moment. I believe these 21 days are going to help us reset. I believe we're going to see some of the greatest miracles and breakthroughs that this church has ever seen. I believe you're going to see it personally. How many are believing God to show up in a big way this year? 2020 was a tough year, y'all. I ain't even trying to act like it wasn't. It was tough for all of us. I need God to show up this year. So, Lord, we're going to seek you. Not because you're far from us, but because we're far from you. We've allowed this soul and this flesh to get in the way, but we're going to deny it for just 21 days, and we're going to seek you. And we're going to experience an outpouring of your presence like never before. How many believe that today? So if this is your church, if this isn't your church and you're a guest, thank you for being here. But if I'm your pastor, I'm asking you, step out. If you, if you, if you did one day with no food last year, do more than one day. If, if, if you just gave up social media last year, give up some food. Everyone can give up some food. Now listen, I'll say this. Consult your doctor if you are on medicine. I'm not asking you to throw your medicine out. Don't listen to the doc. No, I'm not saying that. You listen to your doctor, okay? But even if you are on medicine, you can give up some Twinkies. People rolling up in here with the Frappuccino from Starbucks during the 21-day fast. Don't bring that junk by me. I ain't, eating, I ain't drinking no Starbucks for 21 days. So we all can do something. Someone say, we all can do something. And just make, make sure you're, you're, you're denying your flesh. Make sure you're sacrificing, right? Bow your heads with me. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that you're speaking to our hearts. Lord, we step into this new year, God. We're expecting. We're expecting great things in our lives, Lord. And we know it all starts. We know it all starts with these first few weeks of the year. So we're going to give these first few weeks to you, God. We're going to deny the flesh. We're going to feed our spirit, man. And we're going to see you do great and mighty things. As we draw near to you, you said you would draw nigh to us. Lord, we're believing for some breakthroughs. We're believing for some strongholds, some addictions to be broken in our lives and family members' lives. Lord, we want more of you because it's your presence that changes us. We desire for it. We desire for it in our marriage. Lord, we desire it in our kids. We desire it in our homes. We desire it in this church. So we thank you, Lord. As we pray, as we seek you, you'll show us what we need to do. In Jesus' name. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, maybe you're here today and maybe you're far from God. We want to pray a prayer of surrender. A prayer of surrender. Acknowledging 
that I need Jesus, acknowledging that I got sin in my life and Jesus paid for that sin upon that cross. There's only one way to receive forgiveness and that's to call upon the name of the Lord. Only he and he alone can forgive you of your sins. So just a moment, we're gonna pray with you. Before we do, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're here today, you say, Jacob, that's me. I need to give my life to Christ. I need to start this new year outright. I wanna surrender 100% to him today. I want you to just throw up your hand. Say, that's me. I'm not gonna call you up front, make you stand up or anything. Just throw up that hand if you say, I'm ready. Thank you, thank you. Anyone else wanna be good? Thank you. I see those hands in the back. Thank you. Anyone else? If you're thinking about it, if you're unsure, thank you. If you're unsure where eternity is for you, just throw up that hand. I want to make sure you're right with God. Thank you. Awesome. Let's say this prayer, everyone. Say, Jesus, I invite you into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. I believe you died upon the cross for my sins. And I thank you for a fresh start, for a new beginning in my life, Father God. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Somebody rejoice with every hand up. Come on, let's rejoice. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You can take a screenshot, post it on your social media, and tag us. If you ever have the opportunity, we'd love for you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings. For more information on our locations and service times, please visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey. See you next week.